Hello and welcome. You're listening to UCLA Radio. This is the Deep End Theory with Leslie Snipes in the lead. Today we are joined with Julian Gray. Hello. Who's released on um, Mousetrap, Zero Three, um, Gravitas Records, and then I think I'm missing one. Elliptical Sun. Elliptical Sun, yep. that's right, yeah. All the trans labels. <laughs> yeah. So he makes, uh, <clears throat> for those of you that aren't familiar, he, he makes fairly dark progressive house it's like progressive house electro techno like somewhere in that circle of mousetrap stuff you know yeah <laughs> mousetrap i think is a, a very good description they have their own distinctive sound for yeah sure. definitely and you fit right in yeah um but welcome to the show thank you for Thanks joining for us me, man. it's awesome i've never been to ucla it's awesome yeah how's your uh sunday going fantastic I'm, I'm getting over a cold right now and i just moved so i was moving while i was sick it was dreadful, but now I'm finally starting to get back into the swing, and um, it's great. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you for uh, toughing it out and coming on the yeah, show anyway. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so you just had an, uh, a single come out, Touch, yes. on November 9th, that I think. Was yesterday or the day before that. I, yeah. I lose track of dates. <laughs> yeah, that was with uh, um, Zero Three. Right, and there's uh, People Morgan on the vocal. It, it, it kind of reminds me of... Uh, I think of Dead Mouse's yeah. collaborations with Colleen. Uh, Colleen Diagostino. Diagostino. Yeah. I never know how to say that last name. But I think that's how you say it. Yeah, um, it's very similar. You're thinking of, of uh, Stay? Yeah. 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 Similar vein. Yeah, I've got comparisons to Dead Mouse a lot. Like Dead Mouse, but with like newer style production. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. It's, a, it's a great track. And then that single also has um, a Deza remix on yep. it as well. And Dez has been pretty active in the past year or so. Yeah, Dez has been, he, he surprises me actually. He's like a, he's been at this for like six or seven years, but he really started to blow up like last year. Um, and uh, just making a huge name for himself in like the progressive and trance circuit. So it's really exciting to have him uh, remixing the song. Yeah, it's a great track. Um, if you haven't heard it, I would definitely check it out. How'd you, um, how'd you get started with Zero Three? Um, it was kind of a result of the, the Mousetrap release. Um, I was talking to Anjuna and uh, Mousetrap. Mousetrap kind of is like a segue kind of thing. Like Once you have a release there, a lot of labels will work with you. Um, so I was talking with Anjuna and, and some of those guys, and somebody suggested Zero Three. Um, and then I talked to the A&R for Zero Three, and he was really enthusiastic about doing a release. So um, here we are. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, and so you said in, you mentioned in Juna. Yeah, um, I have some good friends there, a lot of artist friends. Um, I know they're A and R. Um, we had pitched the song to Anjuna first, but it's a little bit too like electro for Anjuna. Um, so they suggested Zero Three, and we went to Zero Three. <laughs> Would you? Are you planning to release on Anjuna at some point? Um, we've definitely talked about it, and there's a lot of like. Uh, I don't know. I, I have desire to, and I think they were, they're willing to release with me. It's more of just finding the right song to release with Anjuna because they're, they have two labels. They have Deep and Beats, and they're both very, um, uh, I would say, they have their both unique sound. Uh, beats and Deep both have this very specific sound, and if you're not one, then you have to be the other, and if, there's no like middle ground for Anjuna. Yeah. So I'd have to write something or find something in my catalog that would fit Anjuna. And um, to this point, I haven't found anything that really matches, but we're in good conversation. Um, yeah. Yeah, they're they're pretty near and dear to our hearts. We yeah, uh, we love Angina. We had Spencer Brown on. I saw that. Yeah, ago. yeah. He's a he's a proper legend now. Uh, did the EP with Mousetrap actually? Yeah. A few weeks yeah. ago. Yeah. Uh, what was that? Windows ninety five on Acid. Yeah, it's such a banger of a tune. <laughs> yeah. I, I I was fortunate enough to hear it live at uh, Academy. I don't know if you were that at that show, Academy, the Mousetrap show. No, I, I was out of town that weekend. Oh, it was, really it was during awesome. the day, right? Yeah, day Sunday. party. Yeah, yep. with Anakim. Anakim, Anakim was, was on it too. Yeah. Have you guys had him on? Yeah, yeah, he was on the show. He was actually one of the first <laughs> people we interviewed. Um, oh, that's awesome. Very long time ago. Yeah, he's cool. I um, The first day I met him, we just went to his house and watched the World Cup, and then we played uh, a show that evening. Because uh, you're familiar with Matt Lang, obviously. Yeah. Uh, he w got pneumonia, and he actually had to cancel his show last second. And they had to bring in someone to fill it, so Mousetrap had me come out and like special guest it, if you will. I think I remember that. Yeah, that was that sound. Um, I think it was uh, Station. Oh, really? Yeah, Station, station six, 1640. 1640. Yeah. Yep. 
Um, but it's like the first gig Matt ever missed, and he was super upset about it. Um, but he had like the worst. He was like pneumonia and super sick, so they had to call in someone to fill it. So That's I, I met Anakin that day. It actually went from like I didn't know about the show to me going to the show to me playing the show within like two hours. I swear that morning. That's was, incredible. Um, yeah. <laughs> And then you also had a very active September as well with the Autonomous yeah. EP, which was actually out on Mousetrap. Yep, that was my um, my second release with them. I did a single earlier this year, but that was just like an introductory thing. And this is the first like major release I've done with them. Um, yeah, super active like fall period, uh, quarter four, I guess, of the year. I did the Mousetrap EP, and then uh, I have uh, Touch now, and then there's some more stuff coming for the end of the year. But that was a really good EP, I think. Um, some of my strongest work to date. Yeah, I agree. I loved... Uh, <coughs> there's four tracks on mm -hmm. it. One being Apathy. It's, it is what it isn't. Yeah. Autonomous and Paper Planes. Yep. And I think Apathy and Autonomous are somewhat in a similar category. Yeah, and they're then, kind of in a similar vein. Yeah, and then the It Is What It are... Isn't has this nice male vocal on mm -hmm. it. I'm not sure That's who me. That. Oh, that's you. <laughs> uh, I yep. was wondering. I was trying to figure out whose voice that was. But Yeah, I do a lot of my own vocals as well. That's um, awesome. But those, like you said, the first two tracks are kind of in their own little lane. And I don't actually, I don't think the Autonomous is second. Maybe it's the third track. But essentially, those two are in their own lane. And then the other two are more explorative. Like I was just messing with new sounds and stuff. So Yeah, because the fourth track, Paper Planes, is, yeah. it's a little more like chill Very, and kind of yep, exactly. relaxing. That's more akin to my other stuff for the most part. I, I generally stay to the softer and darker stuff. But um, this EP was just very like... A culmination of all my electro projects and stuff so um, I thought it was fitting for Mousetrap. Yeah and then you had two other releases in 2018 mm -hmm. Illusions and Reach. Yeah. Um, one with Elliptical Sun and one with Gravitas Recordings. Yep. I was a little surprised Illusions didn't come out on Mousetrap. That was um, before I was in talks with them. Well I was in talks with them but um, we hadn't confirmed anything yet and we were still working on that and I had to put something out early this year so Right. Um, Illusions went to Elliptical Sun and then Reach went to Gravitas just because they were interested in releasing music with me and um, I had them in the pipeline so <laughs> yeah it's awesome it it's definitely is akin to Mousetrap though yeah yeah, yeah when I heard it I was like wow, the arpeggio is really the beginning sad. yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, I love that just dark progressive sound it's really it's yeah. kind of, I feel like it's really taken off in the past oh yeah year. for sure, sure. Anakim is right up that same alley absolutely he yeah. calls it deep space yeah uh, but <laughs> yeah for sure it's it's like um I think that for the floor sounds coming like a full circle it's it's becoming the mainstream again which yeah. is awesome like it was in like 2010 or yeah. whatever and um it's it's like the darker techno stuff mixed with like the main room progressive but it's like in a happy middle ground where it's like very energetic, but it's also super dark. I yeah. love it. It has that intensity from yeah, the industrial exactly. techno vibe, exactly. but yep. has the melodies that make you feel yeah, happy. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like big EDM, if yeah. you will, but <laughs> but still maintaining that darkness. And it's a really good compromise. Yeah. And then, so Julian also runs a YouTube channel mm -hmm. called Julian Gray Media. Correct. <laughs> And you got a lot of content on there. Yeah. <clears throat> Everything um, from music to Ableton tutorials. tutorials yeah. Um, and even these things called Julian Talks as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I um, I don't know. That's like my, my like, if you had to put a day job title, um, I'm a music teacher for, like, um, side work and, and stuff. So I started the YouTube channel to, like, share how I do things and give you behind the scenes of what my music is like. Um, and that kind of spawned into like now I do tutorials and private lessons and stuff and it's really cool to help people, people learn music you know and um, then I have the talks like you mentioned that's something that doesn't get brought up often um, it's kind of just like uh, me sharing my like mindset ideas and like my day-to-day -day, uh, life tips and stuff um, and yeah of course I have my music on there as well uh, for music I put on YouTube yeah, and in the the Julian talks, I thought were particularly interesting because they're they're all sort of centered around being more inspirational. Or yeah, like, exactly. Um, positive, like uh -huh. you know how to find your sound as a musician. Right. That yeah. One of them. That uh, one's older one. That's like 2014 or something. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it was I think one of so. the first ones I saw. <laughs> yeah, I, I probably have like a playlist, and they're in chronological order or something. But yeah, and then um, <laughs> I also saw 
one of the videos is like I'm a straight edge, I think. Yes, I am. Yeah. And it was talking about your upbringing. You said that um, you were raised in like a Mormon family. Yes, I was. This kind of shaped your your perspective on Mm -hmm. on life and and sort of how to. I I like that video because you were talking about how you you know. I don't like yeah sobriety or whatever, but also you were encouraging people to really follow. What the, they felt I, I think the main with. main purpose of that video, yeah, is like I was raised in that, like so I was I was raised to not partake in all these different things. I'm no longer Mormon, um, and I'm also pretty atheist. <laughs> That's a side note, but um, the the main the main takeaway was like think for yourself um, whether you want to partake in these things or not. Um, just don't allow that like sheep mentality to take over. Um, you know what you do. You know, that's that was the main thing I was trying to get across in that video. No, that it definitely came across. I yeah. that was my main takeaway from it too. And I was yeah. like, wow, what an awesome positive message to send out. Thank there. you, especially yeah. in the, I mean, in the electronic music scene in particular. Yeah, such a reputation. I think that if you really go down that rabbit hole, it can get really uh, terrible. Especially if you're if you're touring and stuff, and you need like some sort of uh, uh, a vice, if you will, to like cope with like the stress of touring and stuff. Um, I've seen a lot of artists go down that way, and it's just a mess. So, I I don't know. I I don't see the p- purpose in my own life. But um, again, it's up to you. Just just kind of use your own judgment. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of DJs that <coughs> seem to get too caught up in all that. I mean, yeah. Avicii last this was rest in peace. Yeah. Seriously. But what a what a tragic yeah. story. And a lot of other musicians too. Outside of that, you know, yeah. it's it's just really sad to see, you know, young people die because of those sort of things. Yeah. yeah, and I think it's I think it's a good play, especially when you're that exposed to it. Cause oh you, yeah, yeah. You know, I think for most people, <laughs> you may not get that much exposure to thing, to drugs and right, not like right, partying right. all the time. But when you're a musician, you're especially in electronic music too. Yeah, it's like the the culture it was built on. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. So props. I I, li- I really like that video. When I saw that, Thank I was you, like, dude. wow, he is sending the right message to the world. Like saying, thanks. <laughs> do what you want to do, but don't do something just because other people are doing it. Yeah, you just have to be your own person, I think. Yeah. Musically too, you know. <laughs> you got to you got to you got to uh, do what you want to create. You want to create what you want to create. And that's a, another thing I live by. Musically, I kind of just do what I want to do. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. and along that, your your fans have dubbed this term progresso. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I think that was like it started as a joke. Um I thought I I I took a picture and there was like a can of soup in the picture or something and it was like progresso and um since people started calling my music progresso and and it's like it fits because it's like a mix of techno progressive and electro and um there's really no like genre that describes that so people started calling it that and i started running with it i'm probably going to make some merchandise with it on it but um i don't know i kind of like it i just want to get sued by progresso <laughs> yeah it's great um <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty cool, and, and this just naturally came from the fans, and then yeah. you, you really ran with it. It was, yep, and then, uh, I, I don't know, I may have, like, nudged it a little bit, but it was definitely a fan creation, yeah. It's a primary tag you use on SoundCloud, I think. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I do it as a joke now to tag everything with Progresso, because, like, I can't signify a single genre for my stuff, as you'll hear in the mix. <laughs> good, good, yeah. Yeah. I, I did notice that, and I, and I also, I read that, you know, your your father is a musician, mm-hmm. um, and your mother was involved in the 80s new wave scene. Yeah, like new wave, industrial, like, four of the floor. First evolution of, like, electronic rock. But way back. Yeah, in the 80s, 90s, so. And what, what kind of musician is your dad? My dad is a guitarist and a, a singer, but he also plays, like, drums, keyboard, and all the other stuff. Like, we had a studio in the house when I was a kid, so it was very, um, I got into it very early, yeah. And you could experiment and do exactly. Yeah. yeah, it was all analog back then. My dad's all analog. I was, I was really into like information tech as a kid, like taking computers apart and putting them back together. Um, and then like those two worlds collided. You know, like the the studio like messing with audio gear with my dad, and then the computer stuff with me. And then I discovered like DAWs, and then I started to you know create music with a computer, and that was really awesome. It's like my two worlds combined together. Yeah, and I could see how having 
exposure to a guitarist and someone who's into the oh yeah school. i think i have like this underlying like idea of melody and harmony stuff because of that guitar songwriter singer songwriter background my dad kind of raised me in you know and much more willing probably to experiment with like different... oh yeah 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 that's awesome absolutely um and what age did you start actually producing? Do you even remember when was it just <laughs> so part of growing up? Um, I was messing with like studio equipment and stuff, not really um, creating per se, more like editing and stuff. Uh, I started as DJing, um, but I started like producing, I would say like at age 11 or 12. Yeah, I've been at it for a minute now. <laughs> and, and you said you were DJing first? Yeah. So you were DJing pre-11. Like 10. Yeah. Yeah, it had to have been pretty early. I actually, it was like an evolution. So like I was raised playing like trumpet and a little bit of piano. So I had some musical background. But then I, I discovered like DJing. And then um, I went from DJing from like uh, software to software to software until I discovered Ableton because Ableton is predominantly a DJ platform. Um, and then I went from Ableton and I, I started to learn to produce. And then I've been through the ringer as far as DAWs go like, Garage Band, Logic, FL Studio, and then I found Ableton again. Um, so full circle stuff, and uh, I started producing on Ableton. Now I DJ with Ableton. If I if I have my own like set, I'll do an Ableton set. So that's um, the evolution, I would say. But I started producing, producing like seriously, probably age fifteen or something. I probably started when I was like eleven or twelve. That's still super young. Yeah, and were you using? Uh a vinyl DJ setup? Oh, then? no, no, no. I, I software for the oh, most just, part. Oh, just, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I, I, my dad wasn't into DJing, unfortunately. Right, right. That would have been cool, though. Um, I remember I used to mess with cassettes and, like, try to DJ with cassettes. <laughs> it was crazy, but it didn't work at all, but I, I used to try to do it. <laughs> just, like, manually control the speed. <laughs> yeah, <and> exactly. <laughs> More so just pressing play at the right, right. time. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I mean, that's quite the history with, mm. with music, especially from such a young age. That, that definitely gives Yeah, it's always been like a part of me, I think. And what would be your number one advice to someone who's starting, getting started with DJing or producing? That's a good one. Um, oh, that's tricky. Um, I think maybe find uh, a good mentor. Or something like that. Try to find, if not a mentor, then like a book or something that can act as a mentor, like a YouTube channel or something. Not to say my own, like but Julian like... Julian Gray Media? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just find like, um, you know, a creator that you enjoy. Um, it's best for YouTube video stuff if you like their music too. There's a lot of people that create videos and have like a series of videos and then the music is terrible. So like, if you don't like their music, don't follow their teachings, obviously. But um, my biggest advice is to find... A musician you like that may teach or write books or something and learn from that if you can't get like an in-person mentor if you can't afford that or something else um, and really just practice I think and don't get discouraged when you first start because it is like a journey I think you know to get from <laughs> starting to actually finishing tracks and good tracks at that yeah I think especially the YouTube well or just Mentorship in general, uh, for me personally, at least, we've mm -hmm. been DJing for quite some time, but yeah. the production is just starting, and it's it's very somewhat terrifying to look at a blank doll right. when you're yeah. not sure what to do. Uh, and I think the the YouTube tutorial or, or mentorship really kind of helps you get exactly. over that hurdle. Yeah, exactly. And I, I saw on yours, you actually you have relatively short start to finish mm -hmm. stuff, which I like a lot. Yeah, because um, a lot of times you look at Oh these my pages God. and it's a four hour video to make a a, a decent song a at best and, and yeah they're it, generally not great either yeah so. and it's that's a long time so I, I was I was happy to see these like relatively short videos saying like how to make a track and yeah I I like to keep the mentality of keeping things short and I kind of break them into parts so that they're a little bit more digestible you know um, I read this really good quote it was like you can't make an eight hour film and expect people to watch it, but you can make like eight one hour segments and then people will binge it, you know? So like, that's kind of the mentality I go with, with tutorials. So I take these little micro bits and maybe do like a five or six episode series. Um, and I always try to keep them like t 10, 20 minutes long. And then, uh, I think it's more digestible that way. Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, and what inspired you to get involved with the teaching side? Um, that actually dates back to the the DJing thing. So I, I w- when I was first learning to DJ, or when I had a little bit of experience, I, I had a friend who wanted to learn how to DJ. And um, I made a tutorial video for her um, to teach her how to DJ, like just and put it on YouTube and it went viral. So I think that's still on my channel too. It's like how to DJ with virtual DJ or something like it was way back. I had to have been like 13 or something. Um, and that's when it really started. And then uh, it went massively viral. There's like millions of views on that video. So it kind of sprung off of that and I started like, okay, maybe I can just keep making videos. And I made a series on virtual DJ and it did really well. Then I moved to Ableton and started doing Ableton videos. And here we are today. I haven't stopped. (laughs) And um, do you see yourself primarily as a producer or as an educator or where do you? That's the trickiest question because I'm at a crossroads now where I can't dedicate a lot of time to either or. Um, because like, obviously if you're touring or if you're writing for the next album or something, you can't like, you know, be bothered to make several videos a week of tutorials. Um, but I also really enjoy teaching and I adore like the time I have with my students and stuff. So there's that as well. So right now is, is like a, a point where I'm trying to strike a balance between the two, I think, um, shifting maybe more towards like okay i write this song and then i'll explain how i wrote this song instead of just like you know creating a song from scratch in a tutorial maybe i'll do like this is the song on my album this is how i wrote the song in like five video steps or whatever you Hmm. know what i mean that would be very cool yeah i did one recently for it is what it isn't from the ep with uh sonic academy yeah I, I don't know if I've seen that yeah. set up before, like actually taking a track that's actually released and yeah. out and breaking it down. I'm not sure I've ever because seen Because I, I think that's a good compromise here. So I, I don't waste, I guess, quote unquote, waste time creating like how to write this genre from start to finish in like 10 episodes where I could just like explain the track that I'm actually writing for an album, you know. So, yeah. The closest I think I've seen to that is like when a DJ or a producer live streams the creation of their album or something like mm-hmm. dead mouse is a good example mm-hmm. or mr bill um that 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 happens but i've never seen like another person do like this is how i created the song for my album so that's like what i'm trying to do right now yeah and it'll be a lot shorter and more terse yeah. for that way. because i know the song so right. well already yeah <laughs> you've already made the song you're just explaining how and, I, and why <laughs> you did everything back to the other thing i think it's more valuable that way too because then it's like oh this song is actually out there doing well like Versus like, let me just recreate this tutorial song, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. And has the actual, like you get the full effects. You understand everything that they actually mm-hmm. did. All the little exactly. finishing touches. It, would you go all the way through to like mastering? And yeah. Doing? I, I cool. did. The, the latest awesome. one I did with Sonic Academy. I like I, this idea. <laughs> I did. I did from start like a blank session to the finish uh, of how I created it is what it isn't. We did a remix competition too, actually. It was a few weeks back. <laughs> That's awesome. Yep. Um, cool. Well, very interesting. Mm. I say we close out the interview with a rapid fire section okay. and then get to the mix. Sure. So Julian's going to mix live. Um, but first let's, let's nerve wracking. I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so rapid fire section, just answer it. with the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. Uh, dream B2B, uh, dead mouse. What song do you want played at your funeral? Oh God. Um, uh, probably a Fleetwood Mac song. I don't know what song. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Favorite perk of the job? Um, meeting people, meeting musicians. Best remix of your song? I really like this Dazzle one of Touch. Yeah, it's a good, I like that too. Yeah, me too. Um, if you had to get rid of one state in the U.S., which would it be and oh why? Oh my God. That's tricky. Probably Alaska. <laughs> probably because it's like it's not even it's like its own little government really part of maybe it, hawaii yeah. too <laughs> you know like two states not they, just one. <laughs> they could be their own little thing and i don't think it would make that big of an impact uh are you a hunter or gatherer i'd say gatherer one word to describe yourself in high school uh cool 
if you could be any animal, what would you be and why? I like penguins. Penguins, penguins. are awesome. Why? Or maybe an alligator. I don't know. I just like those animals. No, no particular honest, reason. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's, right, that's, cool. uh, that's really hey. it. Man. Maybe a goose. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah. So that'll <laughs> that'll close it out, okay. and then Julian's gonna uh, mix now. So stay tuned for a live guest mix. Awesome. Julian Gray from Mousetrap. Yep. And we'll talk again after the mix. Awesome. Cool. So let's, let's do it.